Happy Thanksgiving, weirdo. What's your superpower, and how will you use it to change the world? Welcome to Season 1, Issue 11 of Just Us Weirdos, a weekly serialized fiction podcast about learning to be heroic, no matter how weird your power might be. I'm Charlie White, and I'm so glad you're joining me here for the story today. Last week on Just Us Weirdos, we saw Beninja break into the offices of QPDR News to confront reporter Bernie Connors, who Beninja believed was a supervillain. It turns out Kirby had the super part right. Bernie Connors calls himself Boa Convictor, and he has mind control powers. However, Kirby also learned that Bernie Connors thinks of himself as a hero. This is a Secret Origin episode, so we'll dig right into it. We're going to do this episode in two parts, so make sure you come back next week for part two of The Secret Origins of Boa Convictor 20 Years Ago You studied writing in college, Bernie. Do you know how lucky you are to have any job? much less a job that pays and sends you to interesting places like Greece? The young Bernie Connors, young meaning about 25 here, grits his teeth. He knows his mom is right. He just wants something more. Come on, mom, he says. This is an overseas phone call. It's very expensive. Let's save the guilt for when I get back to Quadropolis. Mrs. Connors laughs. Oh, Bernie, you're a sweet boy. The 25-year-old blushes into the phone 5,000 miles away. Thank you for calling. I'm glad you're safe. I'm glad you're employed. You have fun on your last night in Greece. Okay, Mama. I love you, Bernie says. I love you too, sweetie. Bernie hangs up the phone and sighs. His mom is right. It's incredible to be in Greece. But Bernie grew up on comic books and adventure novels. He didn't imagine that studying writing in college would lead him to a job writing something as boring as a textbook. He'd always thought a trip to Greece would be about gods and monsters, not about trade and agriculture. And yet here he is, skipping the mountains and temples to see farms and offices. Bernie checks his wallet. He only has enough money left for one more cab ride. He's all done with his work, and he knows he should head back to his hotel, where his employer will send a car for him in the morning that will take him to the airport and back to America. But Bernie feels like he can't go home without seeing at least one of the fantastic stories of Greek gods. Bernie always loved the stories of Hermes, the ultra-fast messenger god who wore winged sandals. So when the cab comes, he spends his last coins on a ride to the ruins of a temple of Hermes instead of his hotel. The cab driver gives Bernie an odd look as Bernie steps out into the Greek countryside as the sun is going down. But Bernie just smiles and pays the fare. This last night is going to be the trip he should have had the whole time. Bernie hikes the scrub-colored hills at sunset as he reflects on the choices that have brought him to this moment. When he had been in college, he'd written a comic book that a friend illustrated. They had a small group of people who read it at college, but Bernie spent so much time on it that he started doing badly in class and his grades started slipping. 
When he almost lost his college scholarship, he decided to give up on the comic altogether. Bernie turned around his grades and graduated college with honors. Then he got a respectable job as an editor at a textbook publisher. His college friend who had illustrated their comic, she kept working on it. She dropped out of college her junior year. Then she sold the comic to a movie company, and then she made $7 million. Coming over a rocky hilltop, Bernie spots the full moon rising behind a ruined temple. The light of the moon illuminates the wing-footed statue of Hermes, holding the caduceus, a winged staff with two snakes wrapped around it. The staff itself seems to be giving off the light of the moon. Bernie sighs and says, I was going to be a storyteller, and now I come here to see the superhero of storytelling, and I've given up on my dream. Bernie walks amidst the ruins, imagining a different kind of life where the superheroes were called gods and they walked among normal people. He sits at the feet of the statue of Hermes, sketching his own caduceus in the dirt. He doesn't realize how tired he really is after this two-week trip to Greece, and Bernie falls asleep in the ruins of the temple. Bernie is awoken by a powerful voice. Rise, mortal! He looks up and is blinded by something greater than moonlight. Hermes himself has stepped down from the pedestal. Bernie scrambles up into a crouch but hides his eyes from Hermes because it hurts to look right at him. You call yourself a storyteller. Let's see if you deserve that title. Tell us a story. Bernie bumbles for a minute, trying to introduce himself. Hermes chuckles and says, <laughs> That is not the story I am interested in. If you want to leave here with your life, then you will tell me the greatest story you have ever told. Leave here with my life? Bernie gasps. Fear clouds his mind for a minute, but inspiration pushes it aside. Bernie sits and begins to spin a tale that brings Olympus, home of the Greek gods, right into modern Quadropolis. His tale tells how gods work technology into their lives and how they inspire new technology. And mostly, Bernie tells stories of heroes and villains and the League of the Mighty who stand for everything that is good and fair and truthful. Bernie finishes the story, and the hills are silent for some time. Slowly, Hermes points the caduceus at Bernie and speaks. You, Bernie Connors, are indeed a storyteller. As long as you bear my mark, the people will listen to your stories of heroes and monsters. With that, Hermes strikes a rock at Bernie's feet with the tip of his staff. The rock explodes in a blinding light and Bernie is thrown back into the dirt. His head bounces against a fallen pillar and Bernie loses consciousness. The sunrise awakens Bernie. He's lying face down on dirt and rocks and he has a terrible headache. Looking at the sun, he panics. His flight leaves just after lunch and he has no way back and no money. He looks up at the statue of Hermes and thinks of the strange dream he had, then sadly turns and walks away. 
A thunderous crack sounds behind Bernie, and he whips around. There at Hermes' feet is the rock he struck with the staff in Bernie's dream. The rock is split in half, and at its center is a silver coin with the symbol of Hermes Caduceus stamped into it. Bernie looks at the statue and then down at the coin. He scoops up the coin and runs down the hills, back to the road. Bernie walks by the side of the road for a half hour, back to what he hopes is the city. A truck passes by, and Bernie steps out into the road, waving it down. The trucker blares his horn, but does stop. Bernie tells the trucker he needs help, that he got lost out here, and he needs to get back to the city right away. The trucker just yells at him to get out of the road. Desperate, Bernie tells a lie. I'm so sorry. I'm just so scared. A dog chased me all night long. I I swear swear the the dog dog had had three heads. Bernie doesn't know why he said that. And he expects the trucker to look at him like Bernie has three heads. But the trucker just gets a scared look on his face and whispers, Cerberus. Bernie nods. In Greek mythology, Cerberus is the name of the three-headed hound who guards the underworld. Bernie draws on his knowledge of the creature and begins to tell a crazy story of how he himself got trapped in the underworld last night and escaped with the hound chasing him the whole way. As he tells the story, something grows warm in Bernie's hand. He looks into his palm and sees the caduceus coin faintly glowing. The trucker seems to believe every word of the story, and at the end of it, he calls Bernie a hero. The trucker gives Bernie a ride back to the hotel. Bernie gets his bags, heads for the airport, and returns home to Quadropolis. There, Bernie quits his job on the spot and starts writing comics again. Much to his mother's surprise, he is quite successful. Bernie's work is in comic books, graphic novels, movies, and TV shows. Bernie not only makes a lot of money, but he has a tremendously large following. The weirdest part about it is that people act as if his creations are real. After a time, it becomes too real. Thank you, dear listener, for tuning in for part one of The Secret Origins of Boa Convictor. Tune in next week to hear part two, and then the following week we'll resume our tale in present-day Quadropolis. And just a reminder, the supervillain called the Joke Stopper still has our creative director Gabe trapped in his bedroom. We need your help getting him free. The Joke Stopper is a supervillain who has the power to interrupt any joke at the worst possible time so that it can't be funny. And Joke Stopper's weakness is the letters U, B, and G. So what we need from you are superpowers that use the letters U, B, and G that can stop the Joke Stopper. We hope you have a wonderful holiday. This is a great time to recommend Just Us Weirdos to friends and family. If you like the show, that's really the best thing you can do for us. Every single new listener matters. As always, you can listen and subscribe at JustUsWeirdos.com or look us up on any podcast directory. You can engage with us on Facebook and Twitter at JustUsWeirdos or on Instagram at JustUsWeirdosPodcast. Lastly, you can email us at Hero at JustUsWeirdos.com. Our original intro music was composed and performed by Joe Carnwath. Check him out on Spotify or JoeCarnwath.com. 
And the song you're listening to right now is Cinderella by Love Hustler, used by permission. Additional music includes Zigzag by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Thank you for listening, and remember, be creative, be kind, and most of all, be weird. See you next week, weirdos.